February 3rd, Matthew chapter 22, verse 34, through chapter 23, verse 12. But when the Pharisees heard that he, Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they thought up a fresh question of their own to ask him. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Then, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, He is the son of David. Jesus responded, Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, call him Lord? For David said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called him Lord, how can he be his son at the same time? No one could answer him. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the Scriptures. So practice and obey whatever they say to you. But don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. They crush you with impossible religious demands and never lift a finger to help ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra-wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside, and they wear extra-long tassels on their robes. And how they love to sit at the head table at banquets and in the most prominent seats in the synagogue. They enjoy the attention they get on the streets, and they enjoy being called rabbi. Don't ever let anyone call you rabbi, for you have only one teacher, and all of you are on the same level as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as Father, for only God in heaven is your spiritual Father. And don't let anyone call you Master, for there is only one Master, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This week's Bible meditation, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Good morning. My name is Jordy Wagner. I am 34 years old from Circleville, Ohio. I am married been married for almost eight years. My wife and I have two beautiful little girls, three and five. Um, my life has been much like most everybody's in this ministry. 
I come from a long background of drug addiction and alcohol addiction that stems back to about 20 years old. Um, I grew up in a good household, great upbringing. My mother had me in church from an early age every Sunday, um, but didn't really gain an understanding of what God uh, was as far as a relationship went. Um, played a lot of sports growing up, excelled at that. Um, it got me into college out of high school, um, graduated National Honor Society student, really good grades, uh, went to a really good Catholic college to play golf. And that's kind of where my troubles began. Um, once I got away from my mom and dad, nobody telling me what to do, that was the opportunity I took just to do whatever I wanted. Uh, that led to a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking, uh, led to me being introduced to cocaine. And this went on for a couple years. Um, after a couple years of being in college, became academically ineligible to play sports. Uh, my parents weren't going to continue to support me being in college. Uh, so I had to come back home. Uh, and at that point, I didn't want to accept responsibility for my actions. I wanted to blame everything on them. They were the reason I had to come back home. They were the reason I lost my friends that I had got in college. And just many things that I had lost due to having to come back home, I blamed on everybody else. Uh, so my outlet for that was just to party and use drugs. Um, started in a prescription pill addiction, led up to a heroin addiction. Uh, and I came in the refuge um, and had heard about the refuge for the first time back in 2010. I was at the end of my heroin addiction and pill addiction um, and reached out to my mom and said, Mom, I think this is what I need to do after many failed attempts at other rehabs. Uh, other ways of trying to get treatment. I completed the refuge in 2011. Um, and after, after that, when I became connected at my church from home is where I met my wife. Uh, and her and I continued to walk with the Lord uh, for a few years after that, being involved in church, being involved in small groups, met a lot of great people from home. Um, we had our first daughter after about two years of marriage, life was good. Um, we had another daughter a couple of years later. You know, we had the what I thought was the, the all-American family with kids and dogs. And, you know, we were still working hard to, to get a house and vehicles and all the things of the world. Uh, but we had, in turn, walked away from the Lord. Um, and that didn't happen overnight. That was a slow fade away from God. Um, at the ending point of just totally disconnecting from church. My alcoholism really reared its head about a year and a half ago after a work incident um, and just kind of went into a, a major depression, uh, anxiety, um, and just began to abuse alcohol at a whole different level than what I had been. Uh, after many failed attempts at detoxes and treatments this past summer, an individual who had been a part of the ministry or has been a part of the ministry for many years kept trying to talk me into coming back into the refuge and I, I just ran from him all summer telling him no I can go do this treatment I can do that treatment and I'll be fine and nothing ever worked and I knew why it wasn't working um, and I called him up one day and I said look I think it's I think it's time that I go back to the refuge 
I came back in in October, I'm now almost to the end of second phase, uh, and I, I couldn't, be, um, couldn't be more grateful and thankful uh, to be walking with God again. Uh, there was an overwhelming amount of conviction as I came back in, um, and it's something I've had to just slowly start to get over and walk through and letting the shame and guilt uh, go away and lay it at the foot of the cross every day for the things that I've done in the past and, and just learn to try and forgive myself the way that Christ has forgiven me. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have my wife come in the ministry three weeks after I came in. Um, her and I both are now uh, at a place where we can grow a relationship and walk with God individually um, so that we can figure out who we are in Christ and not only that, but figure out who we are as, as spouses to each other and parents to our kids. Uh, so I'm thankful for this place. I'm thankful for Tom Thompson uh, being obedient to the vision that God gave him uh, and starting a place like the refuge for men to come and women now to come to know Christ. Thank you all, and I hope you all have a good day. Psalm 27, verses 7 through 14. Listen to my pleading, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not hide yourself from me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the path of honesty. For my enemies are waiting for me to fall. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done and breathe out violence against me. Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 27 through 35. Can a man scoop fire into his lap and not be burned? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. Excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he will be fined seven times as much as he stole, even if it means selling everything in his house to pay it back. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool, for he destroys his own soul. Wounds and constant disgrace are his lot. His shame will never be erased. For the woman's husband will be furious in his jealousy, and he will have no mercy in his day of vengeance. There is no compensation or bribe that will satisfy him.